What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. This is not just a regular waiver wired podcast i can't even say like week 14 it's not even really week four it's playoff week it's the playoffs playoffs it's the playoffs jerry and we're you know we're going to be talking playoff football but you know what else we got to talk is dfs because some of us in the playoffs have buys and some people didn't make the playoffs but who's gonna stop playing fantasy football nobody i hope you know i i I'm actually a good case study because in my three seasonals, I have mm-hmm. one league where I did not get in, okay. where I was just decimated by injuries and COVID. Mm-hmm. I have another league where I snuck in and now I have to play the one seed in the first round. And then I have my third league, my first ever auction league. Little old Jerry never did an auction. Hey, rookie, here's your first time in auction league. Jen brought me into this league. I, I believe everyone in there has done this has been a long-standing league right very tough league very very tough league writers for the athletic uh writers a lot of fantasy pros in there as well as some very good um players that that don't write but really tough league it's been in existence for a while this is only my second year maybe my third year playing in it well because of you and your friendships and connections you got me in this league and little old rookie oh let's let this actor guy in here he doesn't know what he's talking about dead money he's dead money number 1 overall seed best record that's right most points not best record tied no 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 for best, best record. record i have the best record i'm not saying anything that's incorrect i have the best record and the most points you also have the best record. Mm-hmm. We're tied. I'm choosing not to use the word tied. There's a, I think just you and I, right? Or you and I, uh, a three-way tie right for, for record for wins. Yeah. I let believe. me look up what the, what the situation is. Playoffs. Here we are. Um, oh, I don't know about these other guys and wins. It doesn't have there, but I think that, I think that we are the two best records. We're two best records and I have a lead in points. And also let me just point out, I don't know if this factors in, if this means that I did a good job or a bad job or I'm an idiot or whatever. I also think I still have the most free agency waiver wire salary cap money left. Oh, that's like going to be great. $55 left. That's going to be great coming into the playoffs. Since Yeah, I would say that's that's a success thing is how you do it, have the most points. You have about 25 more points than me, I think, right now. It's huge and, 25. It's uh, a huge massive, 25. massive 25. <laughs> That's like one stupid. I didn't start LaVisca Chanel. Um, yeah. So you, you, you basically can have anybody you want now through the playoffs. That's the thing. <clears throat> now, sometimes it's dangerous if you don't spend your money because you don't get this far, but in your case you did, you were able to do it. And so now basically you have the hammer, uh, you can have whoever you want. If, if you even just want to I don't know why I'm giving you strategy, but clearly you come on, keep just, going. You no, could no, even just block me, except one thing you may or may not have realized. I already made the pickups I wanted to make for two weeks from now. Uh, well, the good news on that level is so much can change <laughs> in a week. Those could be your pickups not right now. No, nah, not these. But I'm really also uh, at this point, and this is what I really want to get into as well. For the mm-hmm. most part, and I think everyone, and if you're in the playoffs, this is probably accurate unless you've really been patching it together and you're battling some injuries. For me, uh, like in this auction league, I'm really only sliding around defenses at this point because I have mm-hmm. Kelsey. The two positions really, if you're in the playoffs, that you're having to hit the wire for are, I mean, look, kicker, fine, whatever. Right. We'll talk about kickers maybe a little later because I do think they should be eradicated at this point from fantasy. And it's really defense and tight end. If you don't have one of the big, three is it even three it's two then you're probably really just taking flyers so that's what i want to talk about today for those people in playoff situations you know what is out there on the wire tight end and defense wise because that's really going to be where the most action happens i got to admit though jen i'm uncomfortable having a first round buy of course I, i'll take I, the free win I and know what like you mean. I'll take it. It's fine. I'm, I will, I like, cause it's so easily, that's the thing. Seating only really matters for buys. If you're not, if you're in a league where there's no buys, like then 
the one seed's kind of irrelevant other than maybe you could have just been relaxing the last two weeks. But I don't, I don't love having a buy. Is that weird? I don't think it's weird. I actually was going to ask you that today. Like, do you like having the buy or do you not like having the buy? Because it, first of all, you're out this week, which is kind of frustrating because you want to play. So you're just sitting watching. Um, but then you do know you're going on. So there's that level of security, but there are some players I have this week that I'm excited about. I would have been excited about playing this week. I know for you, I would be really excited about starting Tom Brady this week because you would have put up a lot of points um, and probably won that matchup handily this week. But you know what? You won anyway, I guess by default. So we definitely should not complain about that. But you know, you got it. You know what I would do? You should go play your lineup. You would have played as close as possible on FanDuel. Yeah, I I, honestly, this is going to sound a little uh, arrogant. I, I don't think I could have, I don't think you could put that lineup in. No, I don't think you could either. Between Evan, Kelsey. Well, yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, you then could. I got Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs, and uh, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Gallman, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke, you, you could definitely get. No, it not might, for inexpensive. It might be close. By the way, everybody trash talking Zeke. Wait till we get to the playoffs before you make any judgments. Zeke should have a really good week this week versus Cincinnati. And that oh. O-line looked better, and you should not be afraid to use them in your FanDuel lineups. You are you're you guys just are gonna hanging be, on. You're going to be off. I'm just telling you, if you want to win, don't get off Zeke Elliott. This is the wrong time to get pissed off at Zeke Elliott. It's the wrong time. I'm, I'm stopping you from making a mistake. Look, there was someone in, in my other league who was has been benching him for like the last three weeks. So I'm not benching him just because I don't believe in having running back depth. So, you know, I, I, I've been running a version of the Giants running backs out there every week now for like nine weeks and it's been working. But um, yeah, I, I guess the biggest fear with the buy situation, it's everybody's fear. Like if my team goes off, if I put up 200 points in the bye week, I'm going to be a little afraid of the vibes going yeah. into- I know what you mean. Going into round two. But now it's settled. You and I can only meet in the Super Bowl. It's settled. That's right. Which is, I don't know if we could have scripted it better for the pod. And, and this is not scripted. This is not like reality TV where it's part scripted or whatever. Like this is legit, but we do both need to win our weeks next week. And it will not be easy because as I said, this league is formidable. These are awesome players. Um, and we got to think about every move we make. I'm proud of myself. Uh, we're going to also don't like, you know, Jen mentioned that, you know, for those of you who are out or on buy, we're definitely going to deep dive into some DFS in this episode. And then we're also maybe going to, I took a look to if you're ultra, ultra bored and uh, live in one of the States where this is cool. I looked at some of the seasonal props. I didn't really get into in game because it's Thursday while we tape this and we looked at the Thursday night game props, Patriots, Rams. There's not a whole lot. I, we were actually even talking, even with uh, our producer, Martin. It's like, I actually think the best prop in that is plus 10,000 for no touchdowns being yeah. scored. I, mean, I think that's a super sneaky, I'm not worth a couple it. of bucks. Put 10 bucks on it. Couldn't hurt. Should we do it? Should we call it in to Colorado, thinking, find a friend in Colorado and I'm phone it in? I'm thinking maybe we should phone it in. We'll, put, right. we'll, put, we'll each put 10 bucks on it. Okay. Uh, and we also, you put out on Twitter because people respond to you mm-hmm. when you do this way more than me because they know they get great answers from you. You put out there a little mailbag action right. on Twitter and we got some responses. So we're also going to answer some of your questions on there. And before we move forward though, I do want to talk about the disastrous other league that I'm in, which has been a, oh, okay. this has been like a soap opera the entire year. Now everyone's officially aware of the podcast. I have not even told these guys that I host a fantasy football podcast <laughs> for fears that they will start listening and get upset. And I, mm-hmm. I, I had to assure them I do not use any of their names, but they legit want to come on the pod. I want them on. Well, some more stuff happened. This was okay. probably the craziest ending I think I've ever seen in the history of a fantasy league. Okay. Basically, going in, as we know, I made this whole McCaffrey deal, and I was in a win-if-I'm-in situation, and a, a lose, I could still kind of get in. Needed some things to happen. I played the number one seed. You know, he had a pretty good week. Not great. I just had a, I had a bad week. I knew it. I had no McCaffrey or Mike Davis, no Robbie Anderson. I knew. So I ended up losing, but I still got in because two teams below me got knocked out. And here's the craziest part. 
the same guy from a few weeks ago who started three guys who did not play and still won because he had Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. And he said, I have no chance, so I didn't even really bother. I I just didn't even fix my lineup. He won that week. He won the next week. And then he was in a win and he's in situation this week. But he was in a win if he's in or and lose and he falls to last place out of the league. Oh. That's how close this league was. Everybody was basically six and six or five and seven going into this game except wow. for the top two seeds. He ends up losing. It was a he went into the final Tuesday night game. Now, even Gosh. saying that out loud sounds weird. Right. Tuesday night game. Okay, it was 125.6 to like 125.1. He had Justin Tucker and the other dude had already just finished with Bass. Basically, that was the final score. He needed 10 points from Tucker and got nine. And that missed field goal, Yikes. which when uh, Joe Buck jinxed him and said, Yeah, did you? Oh. That was him getting into the playoffs. I... That missed field goal was playoffs. <laughs> it gets better. So he loses that game, falls to last place, and had second most points. He's out of the league. So the guy we've had on rotation now picks up his team because it's a keeper league and inherits Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Well, congratulations to the new kid on the block. Wow. I said you could have um, sold you know this what? franchise. This you could have is, sold it to someone. This is karma, Jerry, right? For him thinking that he wasn't going to play. He basically fulfilled his own prophecy. The week that he didn't make the start and he won anyway, he was already deciding that he'd lost. So in the end, he did. I mean, it, right? It gets even better than that. got to play to my, the end. My good buddy, the commissioner who made the Saquon Barkley trade, he traded Saquon Barkley and got back Hopkins he ended up sending Deontay Johnson in that deal. Deontay Johnson knocked him out. <laughs> he played Deontay Johnson in the final week, and Deontay Johnson had a pretty good game, knocked him out of the league. This was like something out of the WWE. I love it. Here's my question to you. Okay. I, I think our buy-in for this league is like 200 bucks or maybe 300 bucks or whatever. If I came to you and I said, Jen, it's a 10-team league. Mm -hmm. This roster is now available because mm -hmm. this guy lost. He's out. Mm -hmm. How much would you pay to join a league as the 10th player and then going into your draft, inheriting Kelsey and Tyree Kill. How much would you say? Like, so you're looking at first place could probably, will probably pay you around two grand if you win. How much would you invest in going into a draft like that? Um, I would probably, I would say about 300. Sale. I'd say about 300? 300 bucks because it's only a 10 team league. So when it's that shallow, everybody's going to have a really stacked team. Like somebody probably also has Devonte Adams and Dalvin cook. Like that's the uh, kind of thing that can I happen. have Devonte Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I agree with you there. And I do think actually, and I have a few more questions for you on that. I think I would have invested 500 because you're okay. getting the best tight end. You're arguably getting, I mean, a top five fantasy receiver at times. He is the best fantasy receiver because he is such a home run threat. Tyreek Hill mm -hmm. that any game you're in, if you still have him to go, right. you can come back and win. For sure. I think I would invest 500 to to try to um, go up times four. Now, here's my other question. If I wanted to turn this into an auction league, mm -hmm. do, do the keepers all disappear? Or can you still do a keeper auction league? You can do a keeper auction league. In fact, I have a league that's like that. It's a baseball league. We get to keep three players each year. Um, now, the way we do it is we add a premium to whatever we paid for them last year. Now, you're not going to have this, so you won't have to figure that out. Going forward, we can talk about how they have a value. For now, I would say you just let people keep the two for free, and then they have to fill the other slots, and you give a budget, you know, $200, 260 whatever you want your budget to be. And you bid out the rest and your auction values will be that way. Then from then that point forward, if they want to keep, this is where it gets tricky because this is where you're going to have the choice. Do I want to keep, let's say Devonte Adams, who I paid $40 for, or do I want to take the value on someone I drafted late, like Cam Akers, who I paid say $3 for, because I think I'd rather spend that money on somebody else next year. And that's where the real strategy comes in. So I kind of like auction keeper because it adds even yet another layer of strategy when you're deciding who to keep and you can make mistakes or brilliant moves that way too. Let me ask you about this. So, you know, I, we have 11 players. So one guy sits, if we wanted to get rid of this whole 
you know, last place persons out and add two more teams to mm -hmm. this? Do we have to come? We have to basically completely get rid of keepers, right? You, you can't do like an expansion draft, right? Yeah. And like say, give them the one and two pick just in the first round and then like rescale it but or it's not? It's not really fair because then they still don't get to pick from Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. I mean, I don't. I think you'd have to start over. Can't do it. I, I think so. I want to, I, I, and they're even, all these guys, because I talk so much shit in this group chat about how I want to change this whole league and the things I would do. So my buddy who's the commissioner is like, you want the, you want the job? You want the seat? You got it. <laughs> he almost came in last place. He's like, I keep threatening to quit the league. He's like, if you want to stay in, you could do it. And I'm trying to, so I'm trying, I'm asking you because I'm trying to figure out what improvements I could make. I think maybe keeper auction league, keep it 10 teams and see what happens. But I mean, yeah, so I snuck in the playoffs. The Christian McCaffrey plan has worked. Hopefully awesome. he played. Now next I got to pray he plays. I'm checking now he has a quad injury yeah, to go with that. he's got a different the, injury now. Yeah. The AC joint, but he has limitedly, limitedly practiced. But I do have the Mike Davis thing, which really made yeah. this whole thing happen. But what I want to talk to you about now, the thing I need help most with, that I think a lot of people could identify with is tight ends and defenses. Yeah. Okay. So. In this league, and in others, but mainly in this league, uh, I've been I've been sort of going week to week. Okay. And I got what killed me last week was I started the Bears defense against the Lions. They got me minus three. I had dropped the Colts already, so that actually really hurt. Right now, I have rostered. I just went and picked up the Giants, even though I don't love the matchup. Obviously, against the Cardinals, you know, Kyler Murray. D hop, they could put up some points, although offensively they haven't been great. And the Giants keep lulling every team into these low scoring games. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Giants can get me 20, but I think they could get me like eight. Mm -hmm. And then a team that every time I've had them several times this year, I've not actually ever started them. Every time they've been on my bench, they've put up more points than the defense I started. The Washington football team. And I kind of like the matchup this week. This week, Washington faces San Francisco. San yeah, um, I I think that's a good call. I mean, the game total is expected to be, what, 43 and a half? That's the yes. second lowest. Uh, and San Francisco hasn't looked good. They looked beat up. Look, look what happened to them on Monday Night Football versus Buffalo. They just didn't, you know, they fought a little bit, but then they kind of gave up. And I think that still technically, mathematically, they can get a playoff spot at this point, but it's highly unlikely so I don't mind that at all. Washington surging, on the other hand, they've got a little mojo. They got a little mojo, which honestly is kind of scary because just when you think you could kind of ride them, uh, they might fall. Uh, although the thing I, I get a little worried about it mm -hmm. is obviously San Fran did not look good last week, but they do have some of their weapons back and healthy. Mo Mostert seems to be okay. Although Seems he wasn't to be really okay, a, though. I a don't factor. Know. Yeah, and I'm not really sure why they kept doing things like, okay, Jeff Wilson Jr. and then even Tevin Coleman, who I think ended up with like negative yards. Like they get to the goal line and they decide to go with Tevin Coleman. Like what? What's going on in San Francisco? I don't know. That's frustrating, especially for people that have right. start. They're still obviously missing Kittle, but you know Debo's back. Debo would scare me. Where is that game even being played? Like it, it does worry me to hop on the. I usually was trying to always pick up the Washington defense when they were playing one of the NFC East teams. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but that's one team I have for you. And then I kind of, I, I texted you like, these are real deep cut type things, but I, I kind of need this because I'm also playing, I have the dreaded like back-to-back -back matchup. I'm playing the same guy I played last week. He's the one seed, I'm the four seed. Mm -hmm. So we're basically running it back. I do like that he beat me last week, but he has a really, really good team. Yeah. Uh, other teams I'm looking at, although not loving, I looked at the Titans. They're available against the Jaguars, although that over-under is 52 and a half. And the Jags, we already voted as arguably the greatest fantasy football team. Yeah, I wouldn't like that you way. either, you either, or especially for DFS, like you want people in those games. So they're out there, which scares me, but I'm looking. And then it gets real. These are now the deepest of deep cuts. I like, okay. cannot trust the Cowboys at all, although they looked good defensively like two weeks ago. And then they laid an egg, but they got the Bengals. 
who do not scare me. I think at that's a all. sleeper pick. I right. think no, the Cowboys are a sleeper pick. And then this is real sleepery. And I don't quite think I'll ever have these two are real sleepery. I don't think I have the courage to do any of this. Hear me out. Browns. Obviously, Miles Garrett's back, which changes mm -hmm. that whole defense around. Yeah. At home. Mm -hmm. And we know the Browns have a good pass rush. They stop the run. The 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 secondary is the issue. At home against the Ravens. I love that call. That's on what I Monday, would do. on Monday night, where or Sunday night. I believe, Sunday right? Night the, now, right? Didn't they just flex them into Sunday night? I thought that they flexed against the Giants into Sunday night. Um Oh, you're right. But I did in my research when I was looking, I did see, hold on, let me pull it up just so we don't actually get this wrong. I'm pretty sure it's a night game because, uh, yeah, it's Monday night. Monday night against Baltimore. It's going to be a high, which is a daytime high in Cleveland. You know I know Cleveland, of 33 degrees, which means by, the, by 8.15 at night, with that lake effect in downtown Cleveland, an area I'm starting to know real well, that shit's going to be like 25 degrees. And I know the Ravens have a good running game. I don't expect a lot of points to be scored in that game. I, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the Browns as maybe a very, very deep cut team that might do it. I totally, totally co-sign that. Um, Baltimore, again, this game total 46 and a half. Browns have a good run divas, and that's what Baltimore does. They run. Lamar has not been good with the pass this year. Um, so if they're going to put up a lot of points, they're probably going to need to do it through the air. Now, I mean, their run game is strong, but I feel like Cleveland absolutely could compete here. And I wouldn't mind holding Cleveland if you got stuck for the rest of the season. So that's the other thing you have to think about. Like when you're picking someone up at this point, you got to look at how much budget you have or your waiver priority and make sure that if you get stuck with this person, this team, that you're not, going to be sorry a few weeks later yeah right now i'm rostering the giants and washington i don't know if i have any other room because i'm also carrying i think i'm carrying like three tight ends <laughs> which we're going to talk about in a minute i had a drop actually uh henderson jr i think i would roster. rather have cleveland than washington and the and the giants uh me but that's okay. me they're all good they're all good strong picks all right well, they're out there. And then lastly, I, I'm actually, I don't even want to mention it because I looking at it and like reading it on paper, it, it does not no longer read well. I was wondering about the Texans on the road, again, against a very weak Chicago offense. Although they looked better last week. Mm -hmm. again, another game that's going to be freezing cold. Mm -hmm. Freezing well, cold. Well, Houston's used to playing in a dome. I, so I know, I but I, this is more about the Bears' offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, you know, the Houston secondary is so bad. They're the ninth worst versus the wide receiver. So I imagine Trubisky, he actually put up a lot of yards last week, as we talked about. I think it was over 250. I think he and Allen Robinson will be fine. I think he could find Cole Komet, speaking of sleeper tight ends. <laughs> Sleepy. Um, you know, so, I yes, Houston's not a terrible option. But I think your others are better. And Titans against the Jags, leave it alone. If anything, go Browns do or that. one of the teams I'm rostering already. Again, Cowboys, too much of a sleeper, right? I think so. Uh, I think that's more of a FanDuel pick, but probably a good FanDuel pick if you want to win a tourney. I don't think anyone's going to think about the Dallas defense. Okay. I, am, I have three tight ends rostered. Okay. That's right. Three. Okay. Okay. And I don't know what to do. I've been struggling at this position all year. I traded away Evan Ingram and have been playing the wire most of the week. Uh, I went back in on Noah Fant just to roster him against Carolina. Like Carolina's that. given up um, basically 14 a game to tight ends. Yeah. And Noah Fant last week was averaging 15 yards a catch, which is pretty amazing but also has not scored a touchdown since week two, Jen. He hasn't found the end zone since week two. So I have him on the roster. I still have Jordan Reed on the roster. Like he, he's Reed. performed well. 
you can't call this a revenge game because Washington did nothing wrong by letting him go. Jordan Reed potentially was almost in retirement situations with how many concussions and injuries he's had. So I don't know if you could even say, oh, revenge game, because like, I don't know, did Washington treat him badly? I don't think so. Uh, so I have him on the roster. And then I was a little surprised that this player was on the wire, but I get it because of Taysom Hill. Jared Cook was on the wire. Yeah, so I like Jared Cook as soon as Drew Brees gets back. And the Philadelphia matchup actually is really, really good. The only thing that makes me nervous is is Taysom Hill. You know, he just right. doesn't yeah. throw as much. Um, it would make sense. He would throw to the tight end if he were, based on his passing abilities. I wouldn't feel uncomfortable starting Cook. Again, Philadelphia given up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Uh, they've been generous. But... As far as targets, he's not getting a lot, you know, uh, tricky call. I would probably go Reed or Cook, though, over Fant. You don't uh, – the Phantom is over, huh? I don't think it's over. Um, you don't trust Locke. I, yeah, I feel like Locke hasn't really been locked back in. Um <laughs> So I'm not against Noah Fant, as I said. Uh, I'm just trying to help you pick him. He did get a lot of targets last week, seven targets. Uh, But yeah, he hasn't been finding the end zone. They haven't been using him there. And just Reed, they do use there. And Cook, they do use there. The only other things to why Trey Burton was on my wire uh, versus the Raiders, but I don't think I have enough courage there. And Fersker Fersker is still around, although it's looking like John who's going to gonna play my my michael pruitt pick that was the once in a lifetime uh i would have looked like a genius if i did it this week in the playoffs but uh so you lean you give a good lean to uh read one you'd say cook two fant three only for this week if we're playing matchups but not uh yeah it is for this week i'm gonna roster all three because i don't really need the other roster spot okay. at this point. So I'm okay. going to keep all three and just play matchups the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I mean, way. and let's check back in. I mean, again, lots of targets for Noah Fant. It's not a bad start. I'm just trying to think of like where you can get the most upside at this point instead of the most floor. So if you're playing floor, then Fant is the way to go because you know he's going to get a few catches. If you're playing for upside, then I think it's probably <clears throat> Reed uh, and Cook. So uh, floor or ceiling, I guess that's that what we're talking about. Well, let's see what some of you, the listener, are dealing with. Should we open up the mailbag, Jen? Oh, the mailbag. Are you ready? So, I'm ready. Let me just uh, give it a little refresh here. I do want to point out someone way at the bottom has asked you. Uh, John B. goes by on Twitter. He said, will you finally admit that trading Adams and Gaskin for Zeke and Johnson was a terrible trade? Just checking in. John B., also known as Jerry Ferrar's burner account. <laughs> what? Um, no, I will not admit that until we see Zeke versus Cincinnati this week. And actually, I'll probably never admit it because this is the thing that I think most people don't get. Trades do not happen in a vacuum. They are based on what you need. If you have no running backs, look at if you go back and you look at the game log, Miles Gaskin didn't <clears throat> even play after we traded so i i would have taken a zero if i had kept miles gaskin with zeke even though i only got 14 points out of one game six out of another whatever at least i had a player so you know again although Devonte adams has scored every yeah, single I week probably since just your trade a zero and, and running back and it would have been every fine. single week since your trade um, he scored a touchdown he has which is pretty ridiculous and he's amazing <laughs> and i don't d- disagree that he's the best receiver in the game but i'm still not admitting that it was a bad trade until the end of the season and um i still like that we got deon Johnson. Here's what I love. I do. Here's what I love about it, Jen. You are so competitive mm-hmm. that you just will not admit defeat until you will take, you will go down. Will. You will be the last person jumping off the ship. That's you right. are the captain. That's right. You, you leave last. I, That's right. I respect it. Um, Let's get to some questions from our people. Yeah. Do you want to read one Let's first? Do, yeah. Okay. I'm going to read one. Um, would you roster... Justin Herbert or Taysom Hill this week? Taysom Hill on the road against Philly. Things are really bad in Philly, obviously. Justin Herbert at home for the Falcons. It's tough. That is really tough. 
you got to expect Herbert's going to bounce back, right? And he Atlanta defense has been playing better, but you still got to love that matchup. And now, you know, they laid such an egg last week. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you think Herbert bounces back or does that kill his rookie confidence? Did Belichick ruin another rookie for a little while? Uh, I'm 100% in on Herbert this week, and he's going to be my FanDuel pick of the week. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, wow. Herbert is the man, and he is bouncing back big time, and I think you should start Herbert. Though Taysom is not a bad start. If you don't like it in your gut, then, then start Taysom. It's a good start. I'm all in on Herbert. I'll give you more reasons why when we get to FanDuel. Uh, here's another question, Jerry. Running backs, and I need to sit one. Sit one of Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, or J.K. Dobbins this week. Mm. Ooh, sit one. Hunt, Dobbins, Taylor. Who was the fourth? Hunt, Dobbins, Taylor. And Kareem Hunt. Hunt, Dot. Oh, Connor. Connor. Hunt, Connor. Taylor, Hunt, Connor, Dobbins. I mean, you got a, a, initial reactions are Connor, only because he hasn't played in two weeks and you know, it's always a little risky with him and they have such a good passing attack. So he has to sit one mm -hmm. or start one. Sit one. I'm, you know, I, I, I like Dobbins this week and I like Hunt this week. I, I mentioned that game earlier. It's going to be Monday night. It's going to be cold. Both of those teams are not passing teams, although Baker went off last week, but it was in Tennessee with nice weather. I think it's Connor. I, I, right. I think it's got to be Connor, right? Uh, no, I am not sitting Connor. I mean, maybe it is. I'm not sitting Connor. I hate to do it. I'm actually going to sit Hunt out of this list. And this is Explain. one of the only weeks I would do it. Okay. Um, Baltimore run defense, just period. So if they're going to use one runner, I think, you know, this is a committee. It'll be Chubb. Baltimore has a very, very tough, I think the toughest run defense. So if you're splitting that, that's already less to split. Jonathan Taylor, cake matchup um versus las vegas i mean we even saw ty johnson go for like 110 yards and a touchdown ty johnson the backup to frank gore okay so that's how easy las vegas is james connor again i understand that he has been injured but the reason pittsburgh hasn't been as good is because he hasn't been playing when he's on the field they're winning they have buffalo has given up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs and jk dobbins again this is it was between dobbins and hunt for me because Cleveland does have a really, really tough run defense. But I think we saw that Dobbins is the guy in Baltimore. Uh, and I think they're going to run with him first. So to me, it's between Dobbins and Hunt, but I'm going to sit Hunt. Okay. I I just sit Connor. I know it might be a mistake. It I might be right. Too much, I think it's too much unknown. I still even worry about Taylor. I love mm -hmm. the matchup. But that that whole situation is just just scary. But absolutely, I, I think why that this is a good question. <laughs> it's a great question. I I still ride with Hunt, although I okay. he kind of cost me in one of my leagues just because he the production stopped when Chubb came back. But uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be a ton of points scored in that game. But I do think you have a chance of Hunt getting in the end zone. I worry about Connor. I do. Drew, thank you for those questions. Uh, let's move on to Corey McPhee. Corey asks, I only have Kamara and Hunt at running back, and both are losing touches. Hunt worries me with Chubb kicking ass. Any pickups that might be better? Balage. Now, Balage is back healthy, although he has the questionable tag on him pretty much. All I dropped him. Mm -hmm. He was a piece sent back to me in that trade. I dropped him. Um... So he's saying Balaj in the hunt spot? He's wondering it yeah. He's worried I, he I, thinks he's I wish asking, I, should you drop hunt for for Balaj or someone else? That might be right. Available. And I'm guessing so I, I would love some more names that are available, but I'm guessing if you're right. dealing with Balaj, then you know it's probably of similar caliber. I I I, I roll with Hunt. I agree, Corey. I would roll with Hunt. I think he's the better back. He's with a better team. If they're playing from behind versus Baltimore, even though I just said to sit Hunt, he could get more action. Balaj is someone that hasn't been good. He hasn't been good historically. He saw some goal line carries, but now they have Austin Eckler back. They still have Josh Kelly. They still have Troy Main Pope. Justin Jackson could be eligible soon. Balaj might be fine, but there's no way I'm dropping, dropping Kareem Hunt for him. However, if he's available on the wire and he might be, I think you could drop him for um, Cam Akers. He's available in some spaces. I would yeah, be willing to do Yeah, if Cam Akers that. is available, 
I, that's what I'm saying. Like if mm -hmm. it's, I don't know if Balazs right. and Akers to me are not on the same level. Exactly. Although Akers loses a lot of touches too, you truly don't know, but he's sort of emerging. If Akers is available, Corey, I would, and obviously if you don't have to drop someone important to you, I would definitely pick up Akers and then make that decision a little closer. Well, actually, no. He has to make that decision right Tonight. now. Yeah. So, Corey, um, can you tweet us your top, say, five running backs on the wire? <laughs> like, is Damian Harris there? Is Ty Johnson there? Like, who's there? Like, what are we talking about? If Balaj is the top ranked running back there, then start you got to start hunt. Agree. You got, yeah. Either way, you're kind of, and you're just in a bad spot. You got to just hope that Kamara returns back to form and stops losing so much of his fantasy value to Taysom Hill. Two more questions. I'm going to end okay. with DFS because then maybe we'll yes. just split over. So let's do one last seasonal and then we'll go to a DFS question. So um, William can pick up Taysom Hill or stick with Stafford or Carr. He's looked at the matchups, so he understands what they are. But transactions cost $25 now. It's a 10-team league with only one quarterback. Would you pick up Taysom, spend the 25 bucks, or stick with Stafford and Car or Carr in a 10-team league? See, this actually segues me into to some FanDuel stuff because I actually sneak sneak preview. I kind of like Stafford this week. I do too. So here's what I'm gonna say. I do too. If if uh, I do think Taysom is the safer choice, like you could certainly know you're gonna get your one or two touchdowns from Taysom and a spread out amount of yards passing and rushing. I think it's safer Stafford does run you the risk of putting up a five, you know, if he has like, <laughs> and he has a thumb injury in one of the Stafford games. So I'm not trying to spend your money and I don't know what you do for a living. Uh, but if, if I was less worried about the 25 bucks, I would probably go pay for Hill just to be safer. I think you're in a great spot though. Cause if you're like, you know what? I don't want to spend no 25 bucks on Taysom Hill. I think you could roll the dice with Stafford to be fine. I think I it's a good week to, and hopefully it's looking, I mean, it's too late for me in my league. It's looking like Galladay may very well play, it, you know, I don't know how much, uh, or even if he actually will, but, uh, I think it's a good time. I, you know, they fired a coach and it seems like it's working. So if you don't want to spend 25 bucks and I don't really think you need to, uh, I would I would roll the dice with Stafford. By the way, if Galladay does play this week, I actually like Marvin Jones more because Jair Alexander will be on Galladay. And I was actually thinking of sitting Jones, but then when I heard Galladay might be activated, I think I'm rolling Jones again. Um, Jones is stud. He is with a stud or without Galladay. Jones is the one of the most undervalued uh, Fanduel player wide receivers out there. Absolutely agree. All right, um, last question. I mean, it's a DFS question, and then we can we can start talking. Uh, our waiver wired contest, which guys please play in our waiver wired contest. It is so much freaking fun. Um, we have filled, uh, last week we do fill. So get in early so that you're sure to get a spot. And then, uh, you know, every once in a while, a winner makes an appearance on the pod, you know? So if you, if you want to get on here and talk to me and Jerry, that's, you got to win. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite stack to use this week? Quarterback wide receiver and flex all from the same NFL team. Hmm. All from the same quarterback, wide receiver, flex. Mm -hmm. There's a few good stack options this week. I know. I mean, I, obviously you love Kansas City, but you can't afford to stack those players probably. Could. Unless you really, well, and then you got to really go sleeper heavy. If you go Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, you really got to, uh, who do you got? Do you got someone? Because I wasn't ready for that question. Um, I'm going to look around. I've got a few. So I would say... Stack number one, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, or Keenan Allen, depending on your budget, and Hunter Henry. I like those three. Um, or you could flex Williams and Allen if you want to do the flex instead of the tight end. Another one I really like, Tannehill, Corey Davis, and Derrick Henry. That's a great one because that one you could easily, easily afford. Yeah, I'm looking around. If you can make the Chiefs thing work, obviously that's great. Uh, I guess a sort of sneaky one that I would I would really be interested in running out. Uh, I don't love it. I only I kind of it's not bad, but I think if you could get Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and even say like Bobby not to that feel yeah yep. Tanyan even had a flex. I think this I is like a sneaky it. good week 
for tight ends at flex in FanDuel, there's actually some more value in some of those tight end spots. I never think to do it. But yeah, or even maybe Lazard, if you really want to just like get a little risky so you could afford Rodgers and Devontae. Or, I don't know, you can't afford... I, I love Jones this week. I love Aaron Jones' matchup, obviously, this week. But oh, I don't think you can't afford all three. I've got Aaron Jones in a lineup. I've got Aaron Jones in one. I'll have to look at how I stacked it. If you but... can figure out a way to afford Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones, go for it. That that's entire be really... game, Jerry, to me... That's I'm, the game. I'm looking at it, I'm thinking like, if you can that's get... That's the game. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, or Aaron Jones, whatever, on that side. And then on Detroit, send back Marvin Jones or cheap and sneaky, if DeAndre Swift is out, Adrian Peterson. Green Bay, you can run on them. They're the third worst run defense. And Adrian Peterson, we have to check the price, but I'm guessing he's pretty cheap. He, he gets those goal line carries. I benched Adrian P. Oh, if I would have started the Colts oh. D and Adrian Peterson, I would have been fine. Uh, all right, I think we should segue then on to, to FanDuel. But Let's before do we it. do that, before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Waiver Wired is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free daily fantasy contests this NFL season with no deposit required. And this year, FanDuel is now offering daily snake drafts. Snake drafts are the simplest way to try daily fantasy. Draft live just like season-long fantasy, but with winners every game day. The best of seasonal drafting and DFS all in one. Here's how it works. You find a daily snake draft, and then you draft your team live. Drafts start as soon as the contest fills. You and your opponents will draft six players in a six-round draft with 30 seconds per pick. Unlike other FanDuel contests, there is no salary cap. Jerry, why are you excited for daily snake drafts? It's, it's that last word in that sentence, Jen. It's drafts. Love drafting. Can't stop drafting. Sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those who want to deposit, FanDuel's offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Make sure to use the promo code WAIVERWIRED so they know we sent you. FanDuel. More ways to win. Uh, All right, we're back. Couple of things to unpack as far as FanDuel goes. Because we're getting closer to our waiver wired contest week 16 play, uh, you know, we actually had, we did a four person head to head sort of with our mystery guest was, and we don't have any voice notes from him yet. We might get one before this show ends. It was our fearless leader, Cousin Sal. Here's what I thought I was doing by doing this. Cousin Sal, as we know, is already in week 16 comfortably. I want to make sure he's getting ready for the moment and also give our listeners a great chance at winning. So basically, all you had to, if you if you came in first, you won the same amount of cash. But all you had to do to stamp your ticket to get to week 16 was just beat Cousin Sal. That's it. So there was four people in here counting Cuz. So three versus one. And what place would you say... And we saw a little sneak peek at Cousin Sal's lineup before it came in. What place do you, out of four, do you think Cousin Sal came in in our, in our league? Did he start the lineup that he sent us? Yes, he did. I think he came in fourth. He absolutely came in fourth place. <laughs> and uh, the other three players, congratulations, because you are moving on to week 16 Woo! in our uh, FanDuel Tournament of Champions. So congratulations, Jen. We got 14. We have two more weeks to get in right. into that. To it's going to be real sad if one of us don't get into our own contests finals. Or if both of us don't. Yeah, it's going to be real sad. <laughs> uh, I do want to do something real quick with you before we give our FanDuel lineups for the waiver wire contest. Are you up for this? It's a little yeah. propish. It's propish. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's play. I love games. So we looked at this Thursday night game, didn't see a ton that we loved here, but then I started looking at like the more seasonal things. And, okay. um, I saw some stuff I like. Now, I am not emphatically telling any of you to bet this, but I'm just telling you what I may or may not think to do. Coach of the year. Who stands out to you as coach of the year? Don't even worry about odds just yet, and I'll get to that. Coach of the year. Yeah, coach of the year. NFL coach of the year. Who's your pick right it's now? It's going to be Tomlin. Okay, I agree. Right now. 
Tomlin is plus 100 on mm -hmm. FanDuel. Great. Uh, they have one loss. The Chiefs have one loss. Mm -hmm. Arguably, there's a world where the Chiefs get that one seed mm -hmm. and kind of coast. Wouldn't you say then that makes Andy Reid, right? Now that the Steelers have lost the game, I know it's like a more of a bounce back for the Steelers than it is the Chiefs. Andy Reid plus 1,600. Is that even possible? If they go 15 and one as the defending Super Bowl champ, I know they have a loaded team, mm -hmm. but usually it's very hard to repeat, as we know. Mm -hmm. um, coming back, if you go 15 and one during a COVID season after winning the Super Bowl, does that not get like, does that not garner some votes? Plus 1,600 right now. So you're essentially betting on the Chiefs. You're betting on Andy Reid, but you're betting on the Chiefs. Right. I mean, that's a bet worth making. That's one I like. I, I think I might fire on. And then also Stefanski is plus 950. There is a world where the Browns win 12 games. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but it's in play. If the Browns go 12 and 4, is that not the coach of the year? The Browns, we're talking about the Browns. They just got flexed to Sunday night. They're flexing the Browns. Yes, I heard, Jerry. <laughs> 950. So <laughs> in my word, I'm going to put a little a little action on Andy Reid, plus 1,600 for coach of the year. I think there's a good chance they get to 15-1. and one. I think there's a good chance maybe the Steelers drop another game along the way. And then I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Stefanski. Um, rookie of the year at this point. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Herbert is still the favorite. He's minus. I didn't even write it down because I just don't think it's worth it. But at this point, Justin Jefferson's clinging to uh, being plus 195. Those odds are moving down yeah. rapidly. I think getting Justin Jefferson at 195, the Vikings might make the playoffs. Yeah, they could. That's on the table right now. They mm -hmm. kind of control their own destiny. I think Justin Jefferson at plus 195. How do you feel about that? I feel like that's not a big enough payout for me to risk money on it. Really? I want more of a pay. Plus well, no and... one else out there, to me, no one else out there would... is really worth it. Okay, look up what is James Robinson's. Oh, he's not worth it. What's the Come but on. what's the pay on it? Because if it's plus, I'll tell you right now. Okay, I'll tell you right now. Uh, he is plus forty four hundred. I would rather take that bet. He's not gonna win. How do you They're know? gonna be a one-win team. It doesn't matter. He's still no. I'm trying to win thing. people money. I'm, I'm trying to give people <laughs> things that are like. I'm trying to win people money. What are you gonna do with, for plus one ninety-five? <laughs> What's the point of that? I mean, you're burning money with no, James Robinson. I don't That's think a, you're, you're burning You're literally money taking it. And you're no, putting it into you're not a fire burning and warming money your hands. With James at night. Robinson. Have you seen his numbers? I have. He's not going to win. Like, he's not going to win. It's By the way, not... I don't even think Justin Jefferson's really going to win. But No, it's a, I don't either. I, I like That's why. No, that I'm saying Justin Jefferson's probably not going to win. It's probably going to be Justin Herbert. Therefore, if you're going to put money on something, then put money on something that's going to make you money, which would be something like James Robinson. You're not going to make enough money on Just Justin Jefferson to not bet on Justin Herbert. Does that make sense? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think you're doing like a Buster Douglas long, long shot. Close your it's eyes and pray. Long, maybe long he, shot. maybe he rushes for two 200 yard games and five more touchdowns. And did you then notice maybe. what James Robinson cost this week? Finally on FanDuel because he's finally getting the respect. Did he go up? He went up. Our boy went up. He went up, and he's more How than Justin Jefferson. Eight thousand. Love it. Uh, Love it. And then last but not least, mm -hmm. MVP. So okay. Patrick Mahomes, the yeah, easy favorite easy right favorite. now, minus 500. Yeah. So if you like, I don't know, if, can't say you like those odds. And I look, I tried, I tried to find these medium plays that actually have a chance at winning and are not long shots. Okay. Okay. Russell Wilson, I think, I think at this point is too much of a long shot. Plus 2,000. Yeah. Too much of a long shot. Derrick Henry plus 10,000. Way long, long, long shot. And they don't give it to running backs. Let's be honest. Roethlisberger at plus 5,000 was nice while they were undefeated. That no longer seems like a thing. Josh Allen came all the way back to seven plus 1,700, but that's not going to happen. There is some value, in my opinion, on Aaron Rodgers at plus 450. His numbers are up there with Mahomes. Yes. He yes. has to do more at this point, potentially, than Mahomes will have to. 
coming down the stretch. And he they are now in the running for the one seed. So all these games coming down the stretch are really going to matter. They're going to matter for Mahomes too. The one seed is very important this year. Mm-hmm. It's the only seed that gets the bye. So everyone might play harder throughout the end. I still think it's Mahomes for sure. I like I think it's Mahomes to lose. But I'm just saying, if you're looking to sprinkle a little bit on something that actually has a chance that's uh, not a long shot, but nicer odds. I think I think Rodgers is in play. I think he's in play if you put a little bit on it at plus 450. I like it. I don't mind that. I think he's in play too. I think he surprised everybody. Um, it, it's Mahomes though. Yeah, my boy. Yeah. My boy who you, yeah. who you, you know, I, you, yeah. there was a little bit of it slander is. on it. I didn't like what you did. I'm that one sorry. Episode. Do, you, do I need to do my, uh, I'm sorry. But every time I see no. him on a commercial, I want to be like, just don't talk. Just play football. Stop. I just want to let you play. I refuse no, to let this no happen. Talking. Please don't talk anymore. Just, you're doing it. You know what? I'm glad you did that. Because <laughs> the last time you did that, he threw like 15 touchdowns in three weeks. And I need him to throw 15 touchdowns it. this Sunday. My so pleasure. I'm glad you did that, Jen. My Let's pleasure. move on. Me. <laughs> oh god, that's you're aw- that's awful. <laughs> Honestly, that's awful. Uh okay. We have two weeks left mm-hmm. to get into the tournament of champions. Let's do it. This Let's is the week. It. Are you ready? I'm ready. Would you like to lead off or would you like me to lead off? Um, it doesn't matter. I'm good either way. Why don't you go first? <laughs> okay. Okay. I have some flexibility in this lineup. This is one of my safer lineups. Usually okay. I have the Michael Pruitts and right. one or two picks that Jen's like, woof, that's never going to happen. This to me is a little bit safer. Have not played really any of these guys in FanDuel at all this year. Okay, here we go. We talked a little bit earlier in our in our mailbag. Matt Stafford, he's coming off a good week, which arguably you could say that's when he's the most like scary because just when you think you could trust him, he breaks your heart. That over-under in the Lions-Packers game is one of the highest of the week. I believe it's uh, 55 and a half. Let me double check. It is 55 and a half. That's the highest of the week. You know, Green Bay's pass, they're just middle of the pack all the way around. 15th in defense uh, against the rush, 15th against the pass, 17th overall. Like It's just average all the way around. Galladay's coming back, potentially. So I am stacking Stafford with Galladay should he play. If he doesn't play, you do have room to swap in Marvin Jones, who's cheaper than Galladay, and then you can really make adjustments. But Stafford, Stafford, Galladay, boom. I want to stay in that game. Like you said, I think Aaron Jones is a great play this week. He had a huge run last week. The Lions rush defense, 28th in the NFL. Uh I think at this point, Aaron Jones is hopefully going to be good chalk. He is 8,700, so you are paying a premium. Here's a name that uh, at running back you've thrown out there many times on this podcast. I've never seen it. I've never understood it. I've never gotten it. Everyone's going to be talking about Dalvin Cook in this game. I think it's a sneaky good week for Mr. Ronald Jones. 21st against the rush defense, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, (laughs) Tampa Bay needs a win. Like, they're still firmly supplanted in the playoffs, but, like, they just need to throw up a good game. And Bruce Arians was quoted as saying, now, you can't trust Bruce Arians, but two weeks ago before the bye, he was quoted as saying that Ronald Jones needs to get 20 touches per game. Yeah, Vikings allow 11th most rushing yards per game to the running back position. He's recorded 100 yards from scrimmage in every game he had 20 touches in. So if Arians is serious, you know you're getting a minimum of 10 points then with Ronald Jones, and you like to think he's going to get in the end zone. So he's $6,300. I think there's an insane amount of value there. So we got Stafford, Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones, Kenny Galladay. I wanted to stick in that game. And... This might be a swap if I could afford, but I have Alan Lazard in there right now. I know he's a flyer, and I know there's a lot of risk with Alan Lazard. Valdez Scantling is the riskiest player because he's the home run threat on that team. I looked at him too, and there's just too much of a probability that he gets his... He got negative 0.25 last week. It was terrible. Uh, Four targets last week, six targets the week before. I think there's some safety there. Even with Adams back, you got to imagine at some point, one of these teams is going to say... We are taking the ball out of Devontae Adams' hands. Although LaFleur and the Packers offense, they have a beautiful, they have beautiful play design for Adams. It's beautiful to watch. 
they they just know how to get him the ball. And uh, but if there is ever a week, you got to imagine if Detroit even like they have a new coach, you got to imagine like triple team Devontae Adams. So that's my thought there. And then my third receiver, Mr. Rookie of the Year, Justin Jefferson for 7,800 bucks. It's really a crapshoot with Thielen and Justin Jefferson, even more mm-hmm. so. They're they're only separated by a hundred dollars. Yeah. So like you can swap one in and out, but I think you have to be on one of them almost every week at this point, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I, I, I'm feeling overall for the season is giving you more Fandle points per game, but Justin Jefferson is surging right now. They're both, uh, they're both winners period. Both winners. Okay. So that rounds out my receiving court sticking in the green Bay Detroit game. Hawkinson has proven to be maybe the most reliable pass catcher for Stafford. Mm-hmm. He's $6,000. I thought there was some good value there, but hold on to your hat. Cause I'm doing the double tight end thing. This lineup allows me to afford Hawkinson at tight end and my flex, a guy who I even read on ESPN, some of the stats, basically, if you have this player in your seasonals, you made the playoffs in like 90 something percent of your leagues. Travis Kelsey, folks, $8,200. I thought about it too. I thought about first time using him. First time tight end at the flex position. Waller really showed it to me last week because I could have put Waller in at my flex and I chose not to. Mm -hmm. And that was a mistake. I'm not making that mistake again. Although now with my defense, so that brings me to, and this is like placeholder more than anything. I have the Texans defense slotted in for now. I am not saying I am leaving that all the way. It's only 3,400 for that price. See to me like, yeah, for that, it's not a bad call. I do think the Panthers at 3,400, against the Broncos, who we know make some turnovers and don't score a lot of points, might be a better call. So that might be my swap. I want to wait to see how the Galladay-Marvin Jones thing plays out first. That's my lineup. I hope this gets me into the Tournament of Champions. I hope it does too, Jerry. I hope it does. Well, if it does, that means you did not get in. So That's true. Only one of us can get in. There's two more weeks, uh, so we can still both do it. All right. You ready for mine? I'm ready. I'm looking at all the prices. I cannot wait to hear this. I still have $900 remaining, so there will be tinkering involved, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay, so I'm starting out with who is going to be my FanDuel pick of the week. It is Justin Herbert. And the reason I'm using Herbert is for all the reasons that anybody else, I guess, might not. And that fact is he laid an egg last week, and that's exactly why I'm going back. He's had two bad games in a row. I don't think it's happening again. Look, Atlanta, this should be a get right game, just like it was when Derek Carr faces the Jets, face the Jets. You know, there's just certain teams that you can match up against. And listen, it's not Bill Belichick. There's no Stefan Gilmore shutting down Keenan Allen. So Keenan Allen is going to be back. Atlanta's allowed the most Vandal points to opposing quarterbacks, the third most to opposing, opposing wide receivers. They allow an average of 285 passing yards <laughs> per game. And we know Justin <laughs> Harbert also rushes. They've allowed the most rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks too. So I'm going back to the well. I'm going Justin Herbert here. He's a little expensive, but you know what? I'm pairing him up with Keenan Allen. Welcome back, Keenan Allen. We love you. We missed you. It's your time again. Um, I also recommend pairing him with Mike Williams if you decide not to spend up, but I'm going Allen here. Now that leaves me with two running backs to pick. Um, I'm going David Montgomery again. I am not a David Montgomery fan, but over the past two weeks, he's given you more than 20 fantasy points. He's facing Houston. I think you are. I'm actually not. I'm, I have a, I have a very famous audiogram from Sirius XM where people got very mad at me because of how much I said I didn't like David Montgomery. Okay. All right. Um, Talk about him a lot. This is why you have David Montgomery is for these last few weeks of the season. Cause the rest of the season, he was not worth it. Well, guess what? He's still priced as if he's not worth it. Cause he's $6,600, but he's facing Houston. What else is Chicago going to do? I mean, They'll pass to Allen Robinson, and then, you know, they'll run with David Montgomery. Houston's run defense is despicable. They're the second worst in the league. So um, they made Adrian Peterson look like a star. Okay, so you got to do it. Aaron Jones I have as well, 8,700 Detroit. It's just a cake matchup. And then is where I start getting a little more, a few more dives. Okay. Jerry-ish. Get <laughs> a couple Jerry-ish, of flyers. Jerry. You ready? Okay, let's go. We talked about Jacksonville, right? I'm going with Colin Johnson. Don't do whoa. Oh, let yeah. me look that. No, hold on. Let me get I'm in my going let me look that up. With Colin <laughs> Johnson. 
Um, all right. So I'm going to give you some Colin Johnson stats. Let's hear it. I am listening. Okay. So even he's over the past two weeks, he's seen 14 targets for eight catches, 162 yards and a touchdown. Here's what I think. Doug Marone, even though Gardner Minshew is begging to play, he's going back to Mike Glennon. I think Glennon and Johnson had a lot of chemistry because they were working out with the number twos and they're kind of already a team. He's a six foot six target. He's a big target. So that first week he was really strong. We thought, okay, but that was without Chark and Conley. Chark and Conley came back. He still saw the looks last week. So I'm going to go ahead and stick with him because he's only $5,100 and Vegas expects a ton of points in this game. So as we've said about Jacksonville, again, this is a dart throw. I have $900. It might change. Um, I like it. But that's no, where no, I am right now. don't change it. It's a little wacky. Do wacko. not, yeah, do don't not change it. it. I can promise you right now. <laughs> I can promise you right now, Colin Johnson will be in a lineup in the Sunday Million for me. I can I, promise I, you that. I'm looking at his numbers. I promise yeah. you. Because you know what? They are not throwing to Chark. They're not. They are not well, throwing the coal. They're not. They They're actually just not. targeted Shark, but he didn't. They didn't connect. Like it was terrible when you watch it. And I just think Glennon and Shark don't have the chemistry. And he does with Johnson. It's his safe target. It's his I, safety. Jen, valve. I love this. I love this. I love. So, jealous. It wasn't my take. I love it. You can use. Him. I might want to make him my player of the week. <laughs> you can, if that's I, possible. I totally release it to you. I love it. Oh my um, gosh, it's so good. I like it. Um, and then I'm going Kiki Kuti. Because again, price so well, 5,600. I know Chicago defense is bad, but the worst uh, corner should be on Kuti. Uh, we'll see. But 141 yards last week, but not a lot of targets left for Deshaun Watson. We love Deshaun, so I'm going Kuti here for the value. And then at tight end, I'm going with Cole Kmet because I think Trubisky is going to need that safety valve, short targets. Cole Kmet is now out snapping Jimmy Graham by a lot. Uh, you should be able to score on Houston. They are at home. And then in my flex... My boy for $8,000, James Robinson versus a Tennessee run defense that gives up a ton of points, the fifth fifth or sixth most points to running back. So I got to go James Robinson here. So I've got two Jags. I don't know what my deal is with the Jags. And then right now I have your New York Giants in defense, 3,700. Um, but I often do my defense first to try to give myself salary. And so sometimes like, like you were saying, I may go back and tinker since I have some money. I may upgrade my yeah. defense a bit or, but I'm got not 900. You could really upgrade weird that Seattle's the most expensive defense this week. Yeah. I thought, I know they're getting better and healthier. I get it. They're getting better um, at the pass rush specifically. Yeah. I think just that's weird. Why. Um, I love that lineup. You do. I love it. Should I keep it? Upgrade my defense and leave, leave in Kuti and Colin Johnson. I think unless something major happens, why not? Kuti is actually, is that, am I saying it right? Is it Kuti? Yeah, it's Kuti. Kuti. Kiki Kuti. That actually was my player of the weekend. Oh, this is a good one too. So, and I didn't put him in my lineup right now because like I just, the sal, it just didn't line up, but that's going to be my swap probably for, uh, for Galladay too. I, I, I left room for that, but I love that lineup. I love it. James okay. Robinson is your boy. You've played him every single week. You should put, five or 10 bucks on him to win rookie of the year. I know at this point. I should. Cause he's my boy. And I understand that like it's a longer shot, but I love him. I love, I love you, Mr. Robinson. What a story. What a guy. Such a good story. Colin. Uh, what was it? Colin Johnson. Johnson. Colin, Colin Johnson, y'all. I love it. <laughs> I cannot wait. Cause one of two things are going to happen. Either he's going to have a big game or we said it. And you know what? You're doing it. You want to be involved in, in the Jacksonville game on whatever side, no matter who they right. play. You want to be involved. Points will be scored. There will be blood. And I do have a Ryan Tannehill lineup and the other side, more of the other side in another contest. I'm playing this game. There's no question <sighs> about it. Gosh, you're so locked in. Well, enjoy. Let me just say this as uh, partners, co-hosts in this, in this fantasy football podcast. Enjoy your bye week in the Gotham Gridiron District. I will do yours. the same. You posted some amazing photo somewhere. I guess you were doing yoga on top of a mountain or something. <laughs> Where was that? Just Where are Ma you? Just in Malibu. Just like a yoga in Malibu and you just outdoor oh yoga. Well, I, let me tell you, <laughs> as I look outside and see snow in yeah. Northeast Ohio, I want to be there. That, that photo made me miss travel. It made yeah. me miss warm weather. It made me miss a whole lot of things that we have not been able to do. Um, so yeah, just, uh, enjoy your bye week Go do some more Malibu yoga. I am. I'm going to do more Malibu yoga. Get a yoga. smoothie <laughs> or Green a coffee, juice. you know, yeah. maybe go get an acai bowl. Mm. 
<laughs> Jedi meditate on all the waiver moves I'm going to make. Take a drive up the coast. Yeah. Up oh, wait a second. I just received an email oh, from boy. our fearless leader, Cousin Sal. Oh, my. This might be a good place to end. This okay. might be... Uh, hold on. Oh. I think he might have sent us a voice note. Oh. Oh, yes, he did. Okay. We're going live. We're going live. It's not live. It's a voice note. But here we go. Cousin Sal, who got defeated by 400 people today, he came in dead last place in our waiver wire head to head. Here we go. Hello, Jen and Jerry. It's Cousin Sal here. I understand I got trounced in my head to head matchup. Scored 73.08 points last week, which where I come from is a respectable score. I had a feeling as soon as we involved decimals, things would get weird. But anyway, uh, as a result, the following advance to the Tournament of Champions, whatever we're calling this, Rich Mahogany, Jayhawk Mayor, and Ferndog72. Congratulations. These seem like made-up names, but I'll go along with it. Uh, two weeks from now, you guys go head-to-head -head with me and Jerry, and I promise you this, it will not be as easy as it was this week. Actually, it'll probably be even easier. Anyway, good luck to you. And go Cowboys. Yuck. Wow. Cousin Sal saying, I know you got past me this week, but um, week 16, he's calling his shot. He's saying week 16 <laughs> is going to be different, Jen. Are you buying Cousin Sal in week 16? I, I'm thinking, uh, I think since you and Sal are competing in week 16, that I'm going to try to coach one of you and see if we can make a lineup together. And if you coach him, down. I will be so mad. I won't that would be him. so upsetting I'm if on you your coach side, him Jerry. over me. But I'm on your uh, side, Jerry. I don't know. Maybe he needs the help. But also, big shout outs. That might be my, I might change one of my seasonal names to Rich Mahogany. Amazing. That is imagine amazing. If it's, 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 imagine if that's not a made up name and his name is Richard Mahogany. I, it's a made up name. I think it's more of an anchor, man. Like yeah. my apartment smells of rich mahogany mm -hmm. and I have lots of leather bound books. Freaking love uh, it. Thank you, cuz, for getting that message in and being our mystery guest. And congrats to the three moving on to week 16. Jen, enjoy your bye week. Although you have 19 other leagues you have, you're probably in the playoffs with. But enjoy the one league bye week. When you're doing yoga, really try to, you know, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Gallup got me in last week. He did get you he in. Did. I'm shocked he made his way back onto the pod. And to all of you out there, if you are in the playoffs, I wish you good luck. If you are not in the playoffs, I wish you good luck in DFS because that's what you should be doing. And there's always next year. And uh, we will, this will be a very, I cannot tell you what's coming on Sunday night's episode. I have no idea. I hope that we're happy. I hope that we're smiling and celebrating, but it could be a very dark episode of the Wave Wire podcast. Jen, any parting words? Yeah, you guys have fun. And if you're, like Jerry said, come play DFS with us. Like, <laughs> let's play together. It's fun. it's fun when you do things together. So come play our contest. Good luck, everybody. I know it was a little risky playing that voice note because I had no idea what he's... <laughs>